welcome back. Pull up a chair and join us at the table this week for another episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice, a tabletop role-playing podcast. Welcome back to Paper, Pencil, Dice. So, last time, our heroes battled with some sort of a time demon thing. Uh, they also met up with Duskwalker, the now revealed to be someone special to Jathal. But we'll get into that in a moment. First, let's go around and do a round of introductions. So first of all, Tormir, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Brandon. I'm playing Tormir, the Dwarven Monk. And uh, right now, I'm still a bit skeptical about Master Ganthus, despite all the nice things people tr- keep trying to say about him. Tegan. Hey, I'm Chris, the other Chris, the second Chris, or Chris B, or whatever you want to call me. Um, I'm playing Tegan Stumbleduck, a gnome sorcerer, having a lot of fun healing the party and protecting the party, and generally just trying to stay out of the way, but at the same time loving the fact that there is a creature in the party who's shorter than I am. All right. Thank you, Tegan. Tabitha. Hi, I'm Jessica. Uh, I'm playing Tabitha, Leafwalker, and also Francis, who is the only uh, creature that is shorter than Tegan. Uh, so that's not really saying much. He uh, kind of was <laughs> uh, hurt at the last game, and he is doing better. Not Tegan, Francis. Uh, he's recovering well, and hopefully he will get his. Uh, regular coloring back and lose some of his gray patches. Yeah, seeing old Francis made people sad. Sad times. I mean, Most he, he especially was, me. He was distinguished Francis. But, but still adorable. <laughs> he was he was Francois. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, up next Jathal. Yeah. Uh my name's Chris. Uh, uh I'm I guess the other one. Uh I play Jethal. Uh I'm an awesome wizard. Uh I'm kind of taken aback by learning about Duskwalker and my relationship and don't know what to think about it. I'm kind of in shock. Do you remember what your relationship is with Duskwalker there, Jethal? Apparently she's my daughter. Dun, dun, dun. From the future. Hey. Eventually, you get together with someone, so there's a bonus. I mean, yes, I guess. <laughs> or, you know, he has just all he might reproduce asexually, too, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Uh, up next, or up last but not least, is Athir. My name's uh, Brian. I play Athir Solaris, a uh, elf fighter. Um He's just, uh, at the moment, uh, he's getting his Felchian ready to cleave something in two, so hopefully it finds something useful. All right, B. All right, so, uh, yeah, last time you guys remember the Chrono Demon that you fought and meeting up with Duskwalker. So, where do you go now? Well, don't we need to uh, find um, somebody to give the item to? The stone? Yes. We're yeah, do we, we need on a to mission? find, like, Mather Gathis? And... So we got... did we already try to go down the hole, or did we yep. get told he was somewhere else? 
you you haven't made it there yet. You took a slight detour to find out where the smoke was coming from, That's and right. that was when you ran into Duskwalker and then Big Scary Demon thing. All right, we got Duskwalker. Let's go down the hole. All uh, right. Uh, yeah, let's let's do that. Does everybody go? Yep. Yep. Sure. Why not? Uh, do we finish healing everybody up? I mean, Tormir, uh, if you don't want to, it's fine. No, uh, no one has declared that they have healed yet. So. Uh, any damage you had is still on you at the moment. I can cast it. What do I got left? I think I've got one more Well, left. does anybody need... I am down some yet. Okay. So it would be beneficial. All right, is every... So I can do 1d8 plus 1 to everyone? Do that real quick. Isn't it... If you uh, raise it a height in the spell, can't you do 2d8 plus 1? I can. Thank you, Mr. DM, for reminding me that I still don't know how to do my own spells. Hey, you know, that's what I'm here for. I'm I'm here to help you out and occasionally kill you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Isn't that just your uh, definition? Yeah, pretty like, much that, that is the DM. Controls NPCs, you... helps the players, and occasionally kills them. And, you know, creates the entire world. All right, ten hit points. That's Francis healed all the way back up. I mean, that's that's average. I'm healed for, up for two spell slots. I don't know. Well, it's it's okay. So on two d eight, you roll the four. Yeah. Yeah. Fair I enough. mean, that's you know, it's average. That's that's average. Uh, technically, a nine would be either an eight or a nine would be average. Probably nine would be closer to average because one be a four, one be a five. But I mean, that's pretty close to average. Okay. Cool. All right, so everyone gains stack 10 hit points. If you had any damage on you, you are 10 better. If you didn't, then you don't feel any different. But maybe you get a hearty high five. You get a hearty high five from, from uh, Tegan. I, like, but, store it up and then use it later. It's probably, no. a hearty, it's probably a hearty low five, considering his height, but, you know. This is true. Don't Very let me low. headbutt you. It could hurt really bad. I know, my Does kneecaps. It? Does it, though? <laughs> All right. So as you guys are walking there, you continue to see more of the things you saw last time before you approached uh, Duskwalker. The littered, there's just the critters with the tentacles that are just either dead and or frozen ones. Uh, there's also tons of scrap of... Uh, what looks like automatons that uh, were destroyed, possibly in battle. There's a few larger of these critters with uh, the the tentacles on them. And you do see a couple humans with tentacles on them as well hmm. that are um, either... Uh, both of them, from what you can tell, are have been destroyed by the automatons, the, the flying and or crawling automatons. Uh, they're kind of uh, for for those of you who haven't seen, didn't weren't here uh, in the beginning when the party first saw these. These are these sort of coppery uh, metal uh, automatons. They have uh, like well, normally if they were moving, they would have these whirling gears inside, and there would be electrical sparks kind of arcing between the gears. Uh, and the flying ones have a bladed uh, appendage on the on their undercarriage that sticks out and that they kind of use as a ramming implement to stab people with. And it's charged with electricity. Some of the ones that are still in or uh, off the ground, you can see a frozen electricity arcing inside them. 
So they were still active at the time under which this whole whatever this freezing thing happened. The odd thing is, is there are some individuals who are not frozen occasionally. You'll see like a human or maybe even like a dog run off down an alley every once in a while, seeming really confused. So whatever this time freezing function is, it's not 100% effective. Now, does it seem to be um, speeding back up since we've now found Duskwalker? No, it's the time was frozen when you got here, and it's still just as frozen as, as it was before you found her. Well, because I thought that she was the one that was doing it. She is the one that's doing it, yeah. Okay. She said that she can turn it off whenever we need to, and she recommends turning it off sooner rather than later. Because the longer we leave it up, the more likelihood we have of, of having another one of those demon things show up. Well, do we energy. need to... Is there a reason that we still need to have the uh, time frozen at this point? Well, she did kind of say that there was uh, there was an ask of us at some other point to have her slow down the progression of whatever's happening here. Right, but I, I thought that was just so that we could get here. Yeah. Uh, we may need to talk to Master Ganthus first uh, and maybe figure out if getting the stone put in back in place will maybe that's what we need to do as far as uh, getting yeah, the stone back in place to help contain things again I think the city's under attack so if we undo the time I think we'll have to fight our way to Ganthus won't we? Isn't there monsters inside the city? There's, you've walked past several frozen monsters as is so yeah it's, so let's, yeah. let's keep it so let's keep it, frozen, it would be an advantage yeah all right. Okay. I just want to make sure that we didn't summon a larger chrono demon than we need to. So, do you ask this in character? No. Tabitha? No. Okay. Well, you don't ask about this in character at all? I can okay. ask about it in character. Um, hey, so can we keep leave this turned on until we get to Mathagantha so we don't have to fight our way? Or do you think it, it it's getting so bad that we got to turn it off now? Dust Wesker. Well, I we I can turn it off at any point, but um, if I do, all these things that are frozen will obviously not be, and they may pose a threat to you getting to where you're going. I, I we do need to turn it off sooner rather than later, but that's you probably have sufficient time, maybe another day before another one of these demons will show up. Uh, they will as as they continue to show up come more and more frequently until the rift itself opens up permanently. All right. Well, let's, it'll only be a couple hours to get the Ganthus, so let's get the Ganthus. Yep. Then we should be, it uh, should being the operative word. This isn't a precise science, but we should be okay then. Okay. So you continue down the path going the same way that you did the first time you were here in Inconovus. And go down sort of the winding path and end up at a dead end where you see a building. Again, there are still more of these tentacle critters and automatons throughout uh, as you're walking. You do see a larger automaton, one of the large centaur-shaped ones that seems to be battling a bear with tentacle arms. Uh, and both frozen in, in motion. 
As you get to the end of the alleyway, you see the large house where you can see the false front of it has been broken open, the same as it was last time you were here, and a large hole going descending down. And the ropes that you had tied off to let yourself go down the first time are still tied off from that time. And you could feel free to use them to go down again. There are two ropes. I'm an so I go down one. Okay. Does everybody go down? Um, yeah, I make a little on the same I, rope. I make a little it, so. uh, like sling for uh, Francis. I'm assuming that this is something that we've done before. Yeah, it's, I, I'm sure that you've descended a rope with Francis before. And everyone makes it down fine. Uh, of everyone, Tormir, you're probably the most comfortable down here. It's been a long time since you've been underground, so it's. It's a it's a feeling just like you feel more at home being underground than than you do above ground typically, and your past adventures have all, all been above ground. So this is kind of a, a a breath of relief to be down here, even though time and creatures are frozen around you. Is there a light? Not quite a breath of fresh air. <laughs> what was that, uh, Tabitha? Is there light or is there no light? There is light. Uh, so there are crystals on the walls. And the crystals seem to be glowing with a faint blue light. Um, uh, also, some some blue, some yellow. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, what what type of tunnels are these? Because I I'm not really familiar with these types of tunnels. So the tunnels themselves seem to be have having been burrowed in the ground. Hmm. So it uh, it it I, probably not man made, but definitely made by implements, not by not not by natural erosion. Okay. Uh, the thing is, is there are crystals that are on the wall. These crystals have grown fairly large. Every once in a while in the caves, you see a larger crystal, possibly up to six feet tall, growing out of the middle, sort of like a, a stalagmite uh, that is glowing as a large beacon. Uh, but all the crystals grow, glow somewhat on the walls. There are a few creatures that appear to be made out of crystal that are frozen in various activities. Some are burrowing new tunnels. Some are picking up the broken crystals and trying to put them back on walls. Some are battling some more of these tentacled creatures. There are fewer tentacled creatures down here than there were up above. Though the other thing you notice down here is not so much tentacled creatures, but there's large, as you go deeper in the caves, there's large fleshy appendages that are growing from the walls themselves. They seem to be connected by some sort of a uh, vascular system back towards something else. But it seems like something is growing, living along the walls, and large fleshy appendages are coming off of them, uh, off the walls themselves. And they are frozen in mid-battle with some of the uh, automatons, some of the larger centaur automaton constructs are engaged in battle with these large fleshy appendages. One of them the, is right in the middle of one of the caves. So you kind of have to duck underneath it to climb past it. Uh, you can't really walk clearly through the area. Well, Tegan probably can. But everyone else uh, has difficulty making it through the area. That was uh, a low without, blow. I know. We keep picking on Tegan, don't we? So low. It was a low blow. Well, we got to pick him up every once in a while so he can see over the counter. It's a good thing he doesn't have a short counter. Oh, you just you wait, you know. Your kneecaps are coming. 
<laughs> buckle for the fury of blows from my sword here. Mm. Gonna nick your kneecaps to death. Mm. So as you continue down the tunnels, you see that the fleshy stuff is now covering more and more of the walls. There are just the walls themselves have these large swaths of fleshy stuff. It's got dark veins and bony growths that are coming out of it. Uh, the the yeah, it makes for a really interesting and kind of a strangely morbid feel. The other thing is when you notice them, when you t- if you touch them, they they feel warm and rigid, yet also squishy and slightly wet kind of clammy. Uh, imagine sweaty gelatin that has a bony structure underneath. Uh, so like a starfish? Sure. A starfish should be fair. Less disgusting sounding. But um, but yeah, you see more and more of these as, as you go on. Now are these similar to the uh, tentacles that are on like the uh, the creatures that that we've been fighting? So the tentacles on the creatures you've been fighting are much smaller in size than this stuff growing on the walls, but now that you get a closer look at it, they do look like very similar structure to what those are. So it's it's very likely that they are from a similar, if not the same, source. And totally not touching them. I'm not touching you. You see a few more battles in mid-progress between automatons and tentacle creatures, or just straight fleshy appendages on walls. Finally, you get more towards the end, uh, where the the hallway, uh, if you recall, that area with the metallic grate and the, the thing underneath, the metallic grate leading up into an area of, of passageways, and ultimately the system where the gem, the first gemstone, uh, the Centauran gem, was put in, and where your belief is is that the scorpion gem needs to be placed as well. Mm-hmm. The metal grate does not appear to be here. You don't see any of the metal grates at all, but you see an entire hallway. The floors, walls, and ceiling are completely covered in fleshy material. Now, all- I'm going to assume that this is not what was here before. This looks very different. Okay. Yeah, it was all the shiny uh gray stuff. It wasn't it was like this it was like, stuff. It was like Aether's sword. Shiny. Yeah. All around with like talent. Yeah. This is very different. Hmm. I wonder Something what's causing all right. the growth. I think it's the creature that was in the pit. Can we still get across? Even though yeah. the Yeah, you can gone? still you just walk you have to walk through essentially a fleshy hallway. Awesome. So as you proceed through it, you both hear and feel the sickly squishes on the floor as you walk through the hallway. A few Squish. drops of the of the clammy yet warm milky white fluid that's dripping off the ceiling uh, hits you occasionally. Uh, as you do it, you kind of almost feel what you might imagine walking through the digestive system of a colossal creature might be like. (laughs) Fun. I've got a bad feeling about this. I tell Francis to keep an eye out. Master Ganthus. So stealthy. Grandpa, are you here? At the end of the hallway, 
as you proceed forward yelling for Master Ganthus, you do see him. He himself is also frozen. Ah, oh, nuts. Uh, but you see uh, the com- the console at the end where you had placed the gem from before. The growth appears to be growing around, but not on the console itself. So does the console still light up and talk to us like it did before? Do you try to interact with it? Oh, no, not, never again. Keegan, oh. <laughs> don't smash the thing, please. That'd be great. I didn't yeah. smash it last time. He, he tried to burn it. Yeah, let's, let's not do that again, please. So, so what does Death this Walker? console do? So, so you see the console. It lo- it's, so it's got a it's got a vertical subst- or vertical platform or panel on the back that appears to be made of glass with uh, writing on it, and it says "critical error breach detected." Is the the readout on there over and over and over and over? So, uh, Master Ganthus is somewhere near this thing, or he's Master Ganthus is right in front of it. Uh, okay. so also near it is a a yeah. He's by the way, he's Master Ganthus is a gnome. He is wearing a leather tunic, or sort of like a leather vest over top of a tunic, and pants, and he has uh, attached to a belt. A book, uh, a pouch or a couple pouches, and a wand of some sort. Uh, next to Master Ganthus is a dwarf, a dwarf, and he is cowering in the corner, in the one of the last corners that doesn't have fleshy growths in it, staring at the fleshy growths with a panicked look on his face. Is it Roderick? It is Roderick. Yeah. Um, he is also can, frozen, by the way. Can can we interact with uh, Mr. Ganthus, like, move him around or poke him? Can we just, like, ask Duskwalker, hey, can you uh, unfreeze just him? Hold on. No, you're so, not going to steal his wand. Hold like, on. <laughs> so, All right. Master Ganthus seems to be frozen. You could pick him up and move him, but his limbs and the way, like where he's positioned, it doesn't seem like you can move his arms very well. Uh, you would be afraid if you for- if forced his arm to move. You might move it, or you might straight snap the arm. You're not you're not sure. It doesn't have much give when you try to move it gently, so you're not sure if you want to try to apply more force or not. Okay. Does anybody have a marker or anything? Draw a you can pick him up easily and move him. I, I knew it. What's a marker? Hey, I asked Duskwalker, hey, can you uh, unfreeze just uh, just unfreeze Mathur Ganthus without unfreezing everybody else? I can try. I don't know if I if that's successful. Generally, this has kind of always been a on-off thing, but I can as you can, as you've seen, there are other things that aren't affected, even though I attempted to affect everything. If I try to turn it off for him, it may also turn it off for other things too. That could be bad. But I, I, I absolutely can try if you'd like. Well, I was think, thinking that we could, if we could move Master Canthus around, we could move him to like a safe location. Uh, like I think one of the side rooms didn't. This, this has a couple side rooms the last time we were here. 
Correct. There are side rooms. The side rooms, uh, one of them, the one that has Roddick in it, is doesn't have flesh all over it. There's a small area of floor where that's still the exposed uh, smooth metallic floor. The rest of the side rooms are entirely flesh covered, though. Hmm. I was thinking we can move Roderick and uh, Roderick. Is it Roderick or Roderick? Roderick. R-O-D-I-K. Roderick. Roderick and Master Ganthus into a side room there um, so that when things unfroze, we could have a better position. Who's Roddick again? He is the dwarven merchant that you met. That's right. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I remember now. Yep. Yep. Uh, Roddick uh, Spireforge is his name, by the way. Yeah. I had that written down. I just couldn't remember what he was. I would think, too, that we should probably see if we can interact with the console before unfreezing everything. That way we could maybe get some information out of it. I'll back away slowly. I'll help move Roderick. Who wants so to try to interact with it? Why Let's are go. you hesitant about uh, interacting with this thing? Last time I interacted with it, all of the... My, something in my head just kind of told me to smash it, and I don't even yeah. know what it was. The, and the last so I time I just smash it. The last time that he interacted, as he says, he tried to burn it. And then it tried to kill us. Oh, maybe so we should leave it alone. He should not touch it ever again. Uh, I believe the last time we were here, there was a stone. There was what appeared to be stone bases above it, right? Because there was one stone. Well, there was one inserted, right? It. And yeah, we so were going to. Yeah, there's a small, like, wheel-shaped uh, object that has five slots to insert a roughly fist-sized stone into. Mm -hmm. uh, there is one stone that is currently occupied, or one of the slots, by a yellow stone. Yep. And there are four additional slots that appear to be empty. Okay. And there is... Is there any markings on any of the spots? There is not. Uh, before we undo anything and have to fight things, uh, I think it'd maybe be good to maybe just try and put this stone back in, because it appears that whatever was being contained uh, that this is talking about is no longer contained, as apparent by all of this mm, disgusting and fleshy material all over the walls. Um, because this was not this way before. Uh, and also apparent of all of the uh, monsters and malformed animals and people on our way down here. Uh, while I, uh, I understand some people may be a little bit hesitant on trying this, uh, but I believe not even going off of Master Ganthus's words, but rather the words of the actual device, uh, it needs the stones in order to keep things contained. Uh, there was also, uh, I'm not sure if uh, 
Tegan and Aether recall, but we also talk to a, a very uh, more crystalline uh, entity uh, the first time we were here that said something very similar as far as the containment and uh, breaches and so on and so forth. Uh, this did device... Pass, did we pass by that crystalline entity on our way here this time around? You pass by several crystalline entities. They all are fairly featureless, so it's difficult to tell which is which. But there was the one which had the 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 what is it? The newborn or whatever growing inside of it that we talked to. Mm-hmm. There we was, talked yeah. to the thing on the outside, right? But there was something growing on the inside of the big crystal. Those crystal stalagmites that you saw were what you saw one of them prior, and that the what you saw prior was one of those crystalline creatures in its infancy. So there's now more than one of those crystalline st- stalagmites, and there's at least three that you saw, you know, possibly more in alcoves that you didn't explore, but at least three that you saw of those crystalline creatures that you only saw one of before. Mm-hmm. So, yes. I believe we should try and take the stone that I have, even while Master Ganthus is frozen, uh, and see if trying to place it in one of these slots in this wheel-like device will help contain this. Uh, Maybe we'll get more uh, instructions from the device uh, as far as what we can do. In the wrong slot? Do we want to talk to the machine I mean, first and find out which slot it goes in? We can sure try. Uh, I kind of knock on the machine and say, Hello? Uh, uh, we have the scorpion gem. Where does it need to go? The readout on the screen says, Audio input interface offline. Error. Interesting. Um, Anybody know sign language? I do not. Uh, uh, okay. Is there is is is, is the know what slots, to do. Is the slots all colored the same? Like, is there any visual thing to indicate where one would go? Like markings or color. It, it doesn't appear so. They all appear to be the same. Even the one where the yellow one's at is just a gray sort of circular slot to insert it into. So there's not, there are no markings indicating which slot belongs to which gem or alternatively any markings, coloration, or, or anything. They, all of the slots appear to be roughly identical to one another. I mean, uh, so can what we do we up, think? Can we wake up? Master Ganthus now and tell him we got the stone and get it put in and see if it actually I mean, helps the situation. But the, the thing's out. We may be too late. We, we're five weeks too late. So I'm not sure I, mean, I trust but, Master Ganthus though, so I kind of I mean, want to get information from the machine before waking him up. Either way, having... with the possibility of the console being overtaken by the flesh, if we do wake him up, and we can't stop everything else. We might lose access to the console entirely. True. Very true. So, we can try pounding on it. 
Pounding. The yeah, last time um, you touched it, you're not touching it. All right. I'm just the saying. last time you touched it, things went very badly. We're not okay. having that again. All right. You you stay five feet away. Thank you. I'm gonna talk to Roderick. I know yeah. he can't answer me back. You have to keep a <laughs> you have to keep a six foot distance there, Tegan. <laughs> yes. Six foot social distance. I'm gonna go talk to Roderick. Have have a one sided conversation and mutter to myself. Okay. What do you say to the frozen Roderick? Stupid tall people don't trust me. I I'm the one coming up with all the ideas. What kind of ideas are they coming up with? Talking to it, nothing happens. Just because Master Ganthus used to be bad. He's good now. He said so. I believe him. Blah 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 blah. Okay. So you're off in the in the small alcove talking to Frozen Roddick and everybody else still back in the main area with Frozen Master Ganthus and Console. I'm looking over the console trying to just figure out anything I can do. So you said it says audio input offline. Uh, is there buttons, switches? Give me a Arcana check. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, all right. The Arcana is, is close enough to the concept of technology. They use similar le- levels of logic. Yeah, I rolled a four, but a 16 modified. <laughs> Sixteen is good enough. So as you're looking around, you happen to notice that there are like these sort of wires. Wire might be the wrong term. Large metal tubes that are going uh, up and around to different devices. There appears to be one that that is the flesh has grown over top of it nearby, and Mm -hmm. you are able to deduce that that's probably the input device it's referring to. Maybe if you clear the flesh off of that, you might be able to get that audio input device functional again. Okay. I look around. Who has a knife I can borrow? Not a large one, just a small one. I've got a dagger I can uh, give you. Yeah, that'd be great. I hold my hand out. Roderick, I had a dagger too, but did he ask me? No! I asked everyone, so... (laughs) So I... You give me your dagger? Yeah. Excellent. I take the dagger, and then I start cutting away at the fleshy material around that. Okay. Eventually, you, you get the, the, the stuff off, and you clear it up, and it's uh, the error message on the screen that says audio input device uh, error. That, that whole message is uh, no longer on the screen. It says audio input device detected, awaiting input. Uh, hello, machine. Um, uh, we have the scorpion gem. Uh, do you, what? Where do I put it? Peripheral console activated. Please insert gem into peripheral device node. Um. Okay. Uh, Does anybody wh- know what a peripheral is? What What is that? The entire wheel lights up. So. The, both behind okay. the yellow one and all four of the empty slots kind of illuminate slightly. Okay. Uh, does can it go into any any of the slots, or can Please. it go? Does it go in only one? Please insert peripheral device into node. 
you, you, you're not helpful. Um, I, I need to know the exact spot. Please insert peripheral device into node. More information, please. Please insert scorpion peripheral device into node. Okay. I take the gem out, and I'm like, I guess we just put it in any of them. Ask it again. Maybe it has a different answer. Where do I put the scorpion gem? Please input peripheral device into node. Yeah, yep, just answer. stick it anywhere. Put it next to the yellow gem. I put it next to the other one. Yep. On the, my right. So, the, so going around the wheel to the right of yes, Yellowstone. Clockwise. Yeah. So you input the red scorpion bloodstone into that, and mm-hmm. on the screen, uh, it you see a readout that says, New peripheral device node uh, detected. Scanning. 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 Accepted. Reinitiation recommended to activate new node. Proceed. Yes. Input accepted. And uh, all the lights go off. Oh, what what happened? What did you do? You You put it in the wrong spot! It didn't tell me what spot to put it in. It, it we should have woke up Matt. Is it in a different spot? Just telling you. It didn't oh. say what spot. It just said to put it in a spot. Maybe well, we should, should try turning it, it out and put it in. Ooh. Hmm. The lights come back on. Well, uh, hey, it's doing something else. Self test activated. Searching for installed nodes. Searching. 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 Node search complete. Node report. Scorpion node. Present. Centaurin node. Present. Cygnus node. Absent. Volan node. Absent. Draco node. Absent. Installed nodes located 40%. Rerouting arrays for newly installed nodes. Are those all constellations? N- no, those. it talked about all the different, the different stones that it's missing. We we knew about these. Um, the Centurion is the one that was already there. We found the Scorpion, and the other three we don't know where they are. Oh. So I did it correct, guys. Look, I did it right. All right. So is Good it gonna job. like capture the fleshy thing now, so we can not fight any monsters? Temporal disturbance detected. Unable to scan for contained specimens. Uh, what what does that what does mean? That mean? Uh, at that point, Duskwalker leans over and goes, I think that means that it's having issues detecting something because time has stopped. Uh, oh. Um, okay, I guess, uh, well, I mean, now that it's in there, I feel like, I feel much better about maybe stopping time. Maybe they can help contain things better. Do- do you think I, it could locate the other gems for us at all before we w- wake up Canthus? Mm. Device, hello, knock, knock, knock. Can you tell us where the uh, either the Cygnus, the Volan, or the Draco stones are? Reading out previous reports. 
Missing node scan. Two nodes located. Cygnus node located at orientation 004, distance 228.7. Volan node located at orientation 080, distance 1321.8. Oh yeah, this again. We're going to have to ask it what direction that thing is in relation to where we're at. Is that how we did it last time? Sorry. I think so. GM, can you... Yeah. Repeat what you said for the Volan node, the last piece. Did you get the Cygnus node stuff? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Volan node was at orientation 080, and distance was 132, 1.8. 132, what? 1,321.8. One oh, jeez. Okay. So, last time we did this, we uh, did we ask it in relationship to us? Which so, direction? And we had to also um, have it convert uh, the numbers into a distance format that uh, makes sense to us. I think. Oh, well, no, you asked it for a a readout of where they were, and it it gave a roughly topographical map and kind of highlighted dots on it. Oh yeah. Do What's the topographical the thing? thing. Yeah, do the topographical yeah, map. Yeah. Uh, can you show us a map device? Okay. On the glass panel, a map of the area shows up, and then it, it shows up, and you kind of see, like, the blinking yellow dot and a blinking red dot where you're at. And then it kind of zooms out further and zooms out further. And then you see, again, one thing you notice, there's no cities or roads or any anything of pretty much any, you know, humanoid structure on this map. It's just land and terrain and stuff like that is all you see on it. Uh, do you see the mountain range, the very large mountain range that pretty much bisects the entire, uh, or that goes horizontally uh, west to east of, to the north and goes pretty much from coast to coast. Uh, it, it, I guess, to describe it a little bit, it goes coast to coast, but on the west side, when it hits the coast, it also arcs down a little bit, too. Um, and at, at that arc down point um, is where a green dot shows up, which it identifies as Volan. Okay. I'm sorry, no, Cygnus is the green dot. Okay. And there is a uh, further to the north, past the mountain range, there is a what appears to be a large, maybe, you know, it, it's hard to tell with the, the map, some sort of elevated terrain. Your best guess is maybe a forest. Uh, is an orange blinking dot that reads out Volan, and on the map then it says Draco location unknown. Uh, does is anyone... it a mountain I would recognize? Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Is it a mountain I would recognize? It is a mountain that you would recognize. It is the for you specifically. You you know it as the mountain czar. I know that mountain. Where the where the green well, dot is. Tell us. That, that's no no that can't be Czar. No no way. So what's Czar? Is it special? Czar? It's a, it's an old you know dwarven mountain. I mean. Okay. Oh, I just. It's been there this whole time. Who's been there? I know what do you mean? Friendly. 
Are your people there? Well, not my people, but dwarves. You know, I mean, like, you know, we're not all one people. I mean, but anyway, it's not going to get into semantics. Uh, there's a city there called uh, Kirdoral, and oh, I, I, I can't believe it. This is incredible. Do you know the way there? Do you know Kirdoral real, real well, or? I I don't know it well, but I've definitely heard of it. There's a very well-known battle that happened there a couple centuries ago, and many many brave dwarves lost their lives to tre- treacherous orcs. And uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe after we're done with this little bit, I can tell you a story about it. But I don't want to get too much into it right now. I'm just hard. Oh. How far is it uh, as a travel from here? A couple of days, one day, half a day? God, how far would it be? <laughs> I, um, <laughs> it's roughly about, if you were to travel hard by horseback, it's at least seven days away. And, I can, more. and I can only do four horses for one day. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can always just get horses too, like, like yeah. just normal mundane horses. Yeah, I mean, you could do four horses and then just ride Francis. You're <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I mean, yeah, he is. You would squish Francis. Oh, I don't know. He's pretty small. Hey, I'm bulky. I would squish <laughs> Francis. So, uh, so seven days, that's not, Dustwalker, can you keep, can you keep time frozen for seven days? If I do that, it's almost guaranteed that more of those demons will show up. I don't know. I'd I'd rather wonder if this time stop isn't necessarily needed now. I'd rather battle the squishies than one of those time monsters again. The squishies were a lot easier. That's a, that's a technical term, by the way, for all of the monsters that we fight that have this fleshy stuff. We're going to call them squishies, and they will be my squishy, and they will be my friend squishies. And you will call them squishies? I will call them squishies. You will call them George. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, I'd say we try... Uh, I think that we... Uh, so, uh, Duskwalker... Um, uh hi uh can you uh if you uh were to stop doing what you're doing um how easy for you would it be to start it again it's not instantaneous by any stretch of the imagination it takes the invasion was in progress while i was setting this up and i was able to keep out of a, the way of attack it uh, maybe an hour to two hours it takes to, to reactivate it if we need to. Does that mean you're traveling with us? I don't know if I'm traveling with you. Hmm. Who gets to decide that? Not me. Um, does Jathal have to decide for you or something? Or No, I... I... 
<laughs> why, why would I? I don't know. You're her daddy. I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> not how this works. No, I, <laughs> I, I have other things I also have to make sure I maintain. The, the thing is, is I'm also needed elsewhere at the same time. What does that mean? You are my father, and I want to make sure I keep you safe as much as possible, but I am one of multiple different agents who watch over this area, and I, I have to make sure that you're not you're not my only case that I'm working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your daughter just called you a case. That's awesome. <laughs> Shut up, short boy. She's got daddy issues. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, I think that we... I think that we try stopping the time rift stuff that's happening. I mean, we, maybe, maybe we could just do it for Master Ganthus. At least make the effort. Yeah, it'd probably be Good to talk we to wanna wait to start the uh the time back up after we get out of the hole filled with squishy things? Well, I think that we maybe try and just pull Master Ganthus out of the time lock. Uh I I, I, I have faith that, you know, Duskwalker, um, you can do it. I think that's what we should try. No? Alright. For the record, I don't agree with this, but my opinion doesn't matter right now anyway. Once we get out of this hole, then my uh, opinion doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anytime? What? I mean, so, Tegan, your opinion does matter. Everyone's opinion matters. Yours is just, you're just smaller. So which idea do we want to do? Do we want to take the Master Ganthus and Roderick outside and unfreeze time, or do you want to unfreeze time right now? I mean, I, I feel like Duskwalker, I mean, she's clearly shown her prowess in, in doing this, whatever she's doing. Uh, and she's also, she's apparently uh, my uh, daughter. Um, and, um, you know, I'm awesome. So I think that she should be able to do, uh, just be able to unfreeze. Master Ganthus right here and leave everything else frozen. I have faith in my daughter. Tormir, what's your call? I mean, the console's obviously important, and if we lose it, we might not have another chance to get back down here. Yes, I agree. But are we going to be able to take it with us? No. We absolutely cannot take the console with us. It's very much stuck. I don't think anyone could lift it. It's built into this entire cavern structure. Very, very too heavy. So how would we... Would we have to deal with unfreeze time and then contain whatever's causing the situation? Or... Master Ganthus said it was going to be a. It, 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 we had time before it got released, so it got released. I don't know that it's. I know it's affecting I mean, everything. I just don't know it's moving real fast. Something got released, but we don't know what. Uh, device knock knock knock. Uh, did did can 
containment how is containment is containment holding scanning for contained specimens temporal anomaly detected unable to scan for contained specimens uh uh yep okay but it can't scan all right, let's give Deskwalker the try. Go for it, Deskwalker. See what happens. I mean, does oh, go ahead, else agree? This isn't just a you and us discussion. I'm. I mean, I can just say, yeah, do it, and we can do it. But I'd say go for it. Ethier. Um, I suppose. I think we can go for it. Sounds like we're in agreement. Uh, Duskwalker, my dear, uh, can you try and unfreeze just Mr. Ganthus? Before before she does that, I want to make sure I get ready with my falchion and make sure I'm prepared, getting a good position. You know, Jathal, you can just call me Duskwalker. It's, you know, if if it would save you on the awkwardness. I, I, I... Appreciate that. Thank you. I have my uh, bow and arrows ready. Okay, let's uh, I get... get Francis ready. Let's. I draw my a... weapons. Okay, let's give this a shot. Uh, do you, uh, oh wait, no, you. Uh, I totally missed that, Toria. What'd you say? He said he drew his weapons. <laughs> Will you take them out of your pocket? <laughs> I roll my sleeves up. You know. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So unsheathed guns out. Sun's not out, but guns are. So there you go. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, Duskwalker gets ready. She pulls out this this device out of her backpack, plugs it into this thing that's on her wrist, uh, presses some buttons on her wrist, and readout goes. And this wave of energy kind of disseminates over it. And hovers around around uh, Master Ganthus, hovers there for a few moments, and suddenly widens and goes beyond the walls. And what happened? We'll find out next time. Oh gosh! No. Of course. No. Oh crap! Thanks again for tuning in for this episode of Paper Pencil Dice. Really appreciate everyone out there listening. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell anyone who's willing to listen. Uh, to to come listen to Paper Pencil Dice, the more listeners we have, the more people we can send it out to and uh, get more listeners. And just keep growing from there. We really want to keep growing. Uh, so, you know, let us know. I This sentence got away from me a little bit. But, uh, yeah, uh, check us out on Discord, Facebook. You can reach out to us if you have any questions. You can email us at paperpenciledicepodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, if until we see you next time, keep gaming, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of Paper Pencil Dice. Reach out to us at paperpencildicepodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time to find out what our heroes get into next on Paper Pencil Dice.